Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your president is watching. America is watching. But more important... Godfather, watch it. Make no mistake, there will be no fuck ups. Marines around this world would give they left nuts to be where you are. Anybody not want to go? Marines! Kill on three! One! Two! Three! Kill! Welcome to the big show. He could go
So we're going to go tonight. Welcome to Cold War Radio, live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Hutch Bailey Jr., deep down in the broadcast bunker and up over a couple mountain ranges. Let's welcome Sal to the program. Hello, Sal. Come in, please. Yes, sir, Hutch. I am here, and I am ready to go. How are you tonight? Outstanding. I'm ready to go, too. Please follow me on Spreaker, ladies and gentlemen. The email to the program is scrtv at live.com. And I guess I better put that Facebook page back in there. It's facebook.com slash Cold War Radio 22. The Cold War Radio patron hotline, 412-206-6208. The podcast after the live stream is at the405media.com. I, you know, iHeartRadio has become our second biggest platform. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Spreaker.com is the biggest one, but iHeartRadio is coming in a close second. That, that's a good deal. We started with maybe four listeners on iHeartRadio. I thank you very much, people at iHeartRadio. And if you're listening at iHeartRadio, please let them know you love the show. Uh, they're a, a really good organization, not uh, subject to political BS. You can also get the show on rdelephant.com, the Cold War Radio app, free in your app store, or on YouTube, where there are captions. Uh, please, on Twitter, use the hashtag Cold War Radio and go to SteelCityResistance.com where you can catch the research room, uh, become a Cold War Radio patron, and really keep the program alive. You can also, for now, subscribe on Subscribestar. That's not getting a whole lot of whole lot of traction. i got to figure that one out. Uh, don't worry about it. Down with data, we'll figure something out. You can also check out the video page uh, that shows the videos of the numerous audio clips we use because this is a radio show, Sal. This is, there's no video. But you can get the video over at the website. If you want to write to the program, write to Cold War Radio, P.O. Box 96022, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15226. Cold War Radio. All right, I don't know how many people are watching the Democrat debates. I, I struggled through them last night, most of them. 
Uh, there was a divine intervention, though, Sal. It, uh, I have a satellite dish, and the rain stopped the transmission, so I didn't have to watch anymore. That was a uh, that was a really good good break. I was tired of listening to that communist stuff, but we are going to have to do our job and talk about it tonight. Yeah, we are. Uh, you know, we, there wasn't actually a pirate's win last night, so I don't know if that you know you turn switch the channels, maybe put on the radio. Listen to that. I heard there was a little bit of brawling. and That was and a, a good fight. A, that was a big yeah, fight. Some, yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe that maybe that was the intervention there. You know, maybe the big guy was telling you, hey, turn on the Pirates game. They're actually going <laughs> to win one. <laughs> did they and, win? Uh, I, I, I think they did. Wow. Uh, they, they won. Uh, but, again, they I believe they lost again today. No, they uh, probably did. Yeah, yeah, they're horrible. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they traded a, a player away. So, uh, you know, you know uh, same old box. Uh, wh- what are you going to do? Who did get uh, rid of? Do you remember? Uh, Dickerson. They traded Dickerson. Uh, that's all right. They, uh, I'm not worried about him. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you, yeah. though, that there's a long a long rivalry between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I mean, a long and a violent rivalry. I mean, I remember there was a game. I don't know if you remember Doc Ellis. He was one of my favorite oh, pirate players. Yeah. He was. He was I, a, I do. He was a psycho, man. He was a black revolutionary. I loved him, though. He used to come to practice with curlers in his hair. Uh, but this guy was an outstanding pitcher. He's most famous for pitching. You better, no you better watch what. Hey, you better watch what you say about him. You know, you might be considered racist. Okay, I don't care. I don't, I, I'm, watch, I'm watch. way past that. I'm way past that. All right, all right. Well, just and watch I, your mouth. That's all. I, I would urge everybody to get past that too, man. If you if you shackle yourselves with fears of being called racist, you just won't say anything. You know, or the things you say won't be worth anything. But anyway, this Doc Ellis, I mean, this is a point. He was that way, but I still loved him. You know what I mean? Because he was one of the best pitchers I ever saw. And the guy was most famous for pitching a no-hitter on acid. And, I mean, that literally happened. He said the baseball was as big as a basketball. (laughs) But but he went into the, he went into the, to a, a Cincinnati Reds game. And I mean, now the Reds, in the seventies, were hot man. They had Johnny Bench, you know. They had big hot, red, big yeah. red machine. Oh yeah, you know, and, and the other guy, uh, Pete Rose. I mean, they they had it stacked, and, and and Doc Ellis didn't think that the Pirates were being respected by the Cincinnati Reds, so he went out on the mound, and on the first pitch, he hit the first three batters. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Before, that's called. You know what that's called? Sending a message. Yeah. It took three batters before Danny Murtaugh came out and yanked him out of the game. Uh, but that was, uh, that was, there was a big rivalry there. And that, that, uh, that brawl showed it. I mean, that wasn't a two second brawl. That lasted for a little while. You know, but anyway, that's not enough of that. Uh, all right. I, I, people are in the audience going, come on, man, get to it. It's like when Rush talks about the Steelers. No, oh, nobody wants to hear that. All right, well, so no anyway, one wants to hear. Well, well, I guess go ahead, go ahead, Hutch. Sorry. Proceed. Let's get into the let's get into the debates. I got a few moments, uh, just really quick moments. Apparently, uh, in the Drudge poll, Marianne Williamson, who is a fruitcake of all fruitcakes, uh, won with a lot of people. I mean, she was the most Googled name uh, after the debates uh, in the country, and uh, the things that these people were saying. Well, I'm just going to go person by person. Let's go to Marianne Williamson's moment. 
But for politicians, including my fellow candidates, who themselves have taken tens of thousands and in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars from these same corporate donors to think that they now have the moral authority to say, we're going to take them on, I, I don't think the Democratic Party should be surprised that so many Americans believe yada, yada, yada. It is time for us to start over with people who have not taken uh, donations from any of these corporations and can say with real moral authority, that is over. We are going to establish public funding for federal campaigns that's what we need to stand up to now i, I want to say something right at the outset here because uh, the media including fox news is reporting this uh, incorrectly uh, they're reporting this as a battle between and they said this this is their words a battle between radical progressives and what they call them centrists well let me tell you every single person on that debate stage yesterday and today is a radical leftist. I don't care what language they use. I don't care if they try to mellow things out around the edges. The only reason they're doing that is for votes. They're all, including Buttigieg, I think Buttigieg ought to get his commission revoked for the anti-constitutional things that he's spewing out there. He was a United States Army officer. And that is that is highly, uh, it, it, it brings anger to me to hear a pipsqueak punk like that out there talking the way he does. Do you know that he said that he didn't think that American citizens should be able to carry the same weapons he carried in Afghanistan? And I'm thinking, you lying son of a bitch, there ain't a guy in Afghanistan that has a semi-automatic M4. The Army doesn't have them. You know, for him to make that lie, he's carrying around a fully automatic assault rifle and to say that we are too, he's he's a liar. He's a liar, Sal. And, and I'm telling you, I'm starting to really get mad at this guy. But uh, Williamson, well, it, you heard her. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, he 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 just wants to, you know, rile up his base, and that's all he's doing. That's that's pretty much it. The thing is, he doesn't have a base. I mean, I think he's at zero point. I don't know what he's at. But. Well, the the base of a, the socialist Democrats who <laughs> like a, like an issue like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's something. But, uh, you know, the, the military side, one of the things that they uh, drum into your head is you, you are following the Constitution. You took an oath to the Constitution, and the Constitution has a First Amendment and a Second Amendment, and he's uh, he doesn't care. You know, he, he thinks we're just going to change uh, the Constitution. All right, let, let's move on. We got a lot to get to. Not too much time. Uh, another thing about this debate last night was, and, and being a radio person and somebody who's done uh, a lot of interviews, uh, it was one of the worst professional demonstrations of incompetence that I've ever seen. That was the most horribly moderated debate in history. I mean, it was more like a game show than a debate. These people were in the middle of making solid statements, and they got cut off every time. And the ones that CNN does not want to win uh, were getting like 15 seconds, and that was it. You know, and their their heroes, Bernie Sanders and, and uh, Elizabeth Warren, got to talk all night. And, and wait till tonight, because CNN's chief, Zucker, is a Kamala Harris supporter, ran a fundraiser for her. Uh, but I want you to listen... Uh, because the moderators made this about themselves, I want you to think of <laughs> if you've ever heard somebody on a national news network ask a question and frame it like this. 
position, what Senator Sanders was just describing, what Senator Warren is describing, has not happened in our lifetime. Okay, that's not the right clip, son of a gun. So is the other one going to be the right one? Man, I hate when that happens. Position, what Senator No, it's not. All right, so basically what Don Lemon said. Oh, I was going to wait for you to bring that. I, I, I just listened to that. But go ahead, Arch. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten clips tonight, and I mixed two of them up. So I apologize for that. I hope it's only two, only one. Uh, but what he basically said is, what do you say to the Republican voters that Judy was boring? Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That would put the economy ahead of President Trump's bigotry. Can you imagine asking a question like that? I mean, it's totally out of journalistic uh, norms. These people, they're below, they're, they're under 10. They are so underwater when it comes to ratings. It's unreal. Let's go to Ken. Uh, we got an interview coming up, but go ahead, Ken. We got time. Oh, no, no, real quick. Yeah, I, I watched part of that. I had it on in the background, but the only guy that, and, and I think you touched on this, just before I did, or, you know, before I called in, the only guy out there to seem to have any sort of common sense or, you know, just any sense at all was John Delaney. And every time he would, and every time he would, you know, debunk one of these, you know, like Bernie or whatever, the free health care, you know, here comes Jake Tapper, got to, you know, talk over top of you and change the subject. Yeah, he did that all night. Damn night. Yep, all night. You're right. And, and just to my point earlier, don't get fooled that these people are, are good, upstanding Americans because they're communists just like the rest of them. They just are smarter than the younger, smarter than, than uh, Sanders and Warren because they know that if you tell the truth about what you really want to do, you'll never get elected. And that's what he was trying to say, him and the other guy. Oh, yeah, it, of, of course. You know, but, uh, uh, and I'm not going to watch this. Crazy crap tomorrow. I'll, I'll catch it. Uh, you know, I'll probably listen to one of my other favorite uh, radio hosts play the, the the clips. You know, the highlights from it. And uh, they're low light. Ken, they're low. They're Ken. They're low lights. They're not highlights. Uh, <laughs> you're right, Sal. I, I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, it's just the the insanity of all the. Hey, we're gonna give this free and. Free, 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 free gun control. Free, free, free guns. You know. Somebody added it up. Somebody added all the promises up and said that it would cost over $200 trillion 
none of it. Yeah, none of it's free. And right. when they say free, that means you and I are paying for it. And that's a lesson oh, yeah. I have to anybody, teach my children. Anybody that has a job, anybody who has a job, job. Yeah, your grandchildren who are going to have a job, and and their children are going to have a job. Right. right. Anybody that has a you know a regular nine to five job that folks Democrat ought to have their head examined. That's the thing. I mean, when they sit there and they tell you, when Bernie Sanders sits there and quotes the Communist Manifesto and tells you that health care is a human right, and the whole place goes nuts in applause, we have a problem. I mean, we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that's it. The rest is on you. Exactly. Yeah, you know, in the, you're right about the clapping seals. You know, I mean, that's what they were. And, and you know that it, since it was a CNN event, you know, they're not going to invite, you know, Ted Cruz supporters to come, you know, <laughs> sit in sit in the stands. You know what I'm saying? Yep, you're right. So, you're right about I, that. It was so a, yeah, it, it yeah, was I a mean, joke. They, they, the whole they, CNN thing is a joke. I mean, it, it's just uh, the way that they're treating the the smaller people, man. It, it's like no wonder well, they're mad. Well, I mean, even even if you listen to how they promote everything, you know, I, I mean, we were listening to a country station that's you know out of DC to the end, you know once an hour or so. They, you know, the the Democrat. Debate tonight, brother. You know, and they, and they advertise it like a fucking monster. Sorry, a monster truck show. You know, <laughs> to get rated, to get right. people to watch it. No doubt. All right, Ken. Let me get through some of this stuff, brother. Maybe we'll see what happens right, later bro. on. All right. Good call. Thank you. Uh, so, you have uh, CNN has a guy there that's been around since Mondale, or maybe Dukakis, but at any rate, uh, he's trying to school these people, and I don't have the entire clip, so I, I don't have the part of him saying this, but then on the other breath, saying, but they could still win, but they could still win, uh, but listen to, uh, we started hearing it uh, before, let's listen to uh, uh, CNN's John King. What Senator Sanders was just describing, what Senator Warren is describing, has not happened in our lifetime. That a Democrat can run in a national election to be for Medicare for all, for free college tuition, maybe for reparations, uh, for giving health care to undocumented immigrants, a host of liberal proposals. Uh, way to the left of the last Democrat who won Barack Obama. Way, 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 way left to Bill Clinton, the Democrat to win before that. Uh, my first campaign was Dukakis. He was not as liberal as many of these. So I don't know if this guy's going to have a job tomorrow, Sal. I mean, that, that's going against CNN uh, idolatry. Yeah, you're not, not telling the party line on that one. Uh, true. It is true. I mean, and... and whether they know it, you know, these people are not going to be able to walk this back either. Because, uh, as you know, what usually happens in American politics is that all of the Democrats try to out-Democrat each other during the primary, and then they all try to come back to the center during the general election. We're not going to allow that. President Trump is going to hammer these people on every debate if they even agree to do a debate. They may not. You know, you never know what's going to happen. And you also never know who's going to be the candidate. Uh, this is getting uh, intense. I want you to listen to Bernie Sanders. He's getting a little upset. And then uh, 
What are the two guys' names? The one guy's name is what? Delaney. There's yeah, Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan, I think, Tim is the Ryan, other one. Yeah. yeah, let's listen to his reaction to screaming Bernie. They could bail out the crooks on Wall Street. So please don't tell me that we cannot take on the fossil fuel industry. You don't have to yell. You don't have to yell. And then he started flailing his arms. It was it was something, man. He, these people, uh, one thing that was clear to me is that they clearly hate American success. Anybody who hates corporations doesn't understand America. I mean, uh, I, I don't know when that word became a bad word, but uh, I heard somebody say it a while ago that our kids are growing up right now hating everything that made America powerful and strong and prosperous. They hate banks. They hate big oil companies. They hate insurance companies. You know, they hate everything, big manufacturers, uh pharmaceuticals. Uh, now, I agree that there's some tweaking that needs to be done, uh, but if you look on the boards of the big pharmaceutical companies, uh, they're stocked full of ex-congressmen from both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. Trent Lott's there. I mean, there's a lot of them. Bob Dole was there. Uh, it's ridiculous. I looked it up right before the show, and it's a who's who. Trent, the, the, the biggest paid lobbyist from Congress was the guy that got beaten by Brutt. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, from Virginia. Uh, oh, man, I can't think of his doggone name. But he was a big guy in Virginia, but he was for illegal immigration, a Republican. Uh, and, and he's now the highest paid lobbyist keeping pharmaceutical prices high, artificially high. Eric Cantor was his name. Artificially high for Americans. Uh, so anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, with that. But uh, oops, MSNBC post-debate poll finds only around 27% of voters support their open borders, free health care reparations agenda. Now, that's that should be a wake-up call to these fools, but it's not. Because what's driving this train is Trump hatred. That's what's driving it. And the reason that they hate Trump so much is because he is blowing up their cash gravy train. Uh, And I'm just happy that between the Secret Service and whoever else is protecting the president, they're doing a wonderful job at it, and I hope uh, God is watching over them. Yeah, I, you know, hopefully we get through this nonsense and uh, we we survive it all. Uh, well, I, we we will. Yeah, it's just it's just getting to the point of, you know. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, we don't get to see twenty of these people on a stage. Uh, I don't know what the next paring down is going to be, uh, and I would like to see a debate between uh, the Republican nominee, which is most likely going to be Trump, and whoever the Democrats put up there. Oh, it's going to be like Trump. It, There's not going to be any primary. Yeah, I, you Trump. Know, I, I mean, yeah. if there is. If there is, it won't be. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's going to be insignificant. I mean, the RNC has already said that he's their guy, so ninety-five percent of the money is already down. You know, so that that's. Uh, I, I don't. I don't look for that at all. I, I see some people, uh, but they're losers. Like Governor Sanford, remember him when he went yeah. to Argentina with his with his uh, lover and said he was somewhere else. And uh <laughs> give me a break, man. I mean, who's going to come out? There isn't anybody. 
Um, but guess who didn't get talked about last night? Not once. Robert Mueller or Russiagate or Spygate. Surprise, that, surprise, surprise, huh? That was a that was a smelly fish, wasn't it? It was. Put a fork in that one. It's done. And what they're replacing it with isn't going to work either, uh, which we'll talk about that uh, in just a minute. But uh, all 10 Democrat candidates, they forgot to mention Robert Mueller or Russia. I mean, uh, in the first CNN debate, it's just uh, actually the first CNN debate of the second round, uh, actually. And that says a lot, man. That says a lot. But uh, there is there is a... uh, there was some entertainment outside of the venue. Uh, a rock band was out there, and this is a quick clip. It's not very long, and it's really not that good, but here it is. listen to <laughs> CNN sucks right outside the right outside the venue of the debate man <laughs> you know one 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 thing i really love about this new movement you'd have never saw anything like that 15 20 years ago republicans are starting to get younger and they're starting to get looser and they're starting to have more humor uh and more uh you know talent on on putting things together in videos uh, it's a, a great time to be an American, Sal, a great time to be a conservative American. Yes, sir. And, uh, I, hey, despite the bad sound, I think they I think they got it right. I think they did, too. I think they <laughs> they got it right. Now, I got to. All right. Am I going to play this yet? No, I'm going to I'm going to save this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think you are all aware of what's been going on uh, with the president and Elijah Cummings. Uh, and basically what happened was that uh, Elijah Cummings is the chairman of a committee uh, in the House, and he was interviewing... The, over, the Oversight Committee. Yeah. The Oversight Committee, interviewing Department of Homeland Security chief, and he was really rude to the guy, super rude. And, and I think uh, the president pretty much reached his limit and had had enough of it. Uh, and, and he basically told Elijah, hey, man, go back to your district and clean it up. It's rat infested and horrible. Uh, and, you know, that sparked our guest to go. I don't know if that sparked it, but our guest uh, who's from Baltimore uh, actually went to Baltimore and, and documented the conditions there. Uh, and we're going to talk to her in a minute. One, one of the other one of the liberal media outlets was doing a story, an anti-Trump story on Baltimore, had a camera fixed uh, on the street, and a rat <laughs> photobombed it. Man, I mean, he ran right across. <laughs> I <five> saw feet. that. <laughs> you couldn't I mean, make that. You couldn't make that up. No, there was no way that you could make that up uh, in in this day and age. It was It was unbelievable. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we are honored tonight to have uh, a member of the Baltimore County Republican Central Committee, a political commentator, a pro-Trump and co-host of Super Citizen USA, 
and also the executive director of Potential Me. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please let's welcome Miss Kimberly Klasick to the program. Hello, Kimberly. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm very well, and I, I thank you for, for uh, coming on our show so quickly after all this. I'm sure you have uh, a lot of engagements going on, but my uh, I'm Hutch no, Bailey, Jr. I'm Hutch Bailey, Jr. This is Cold War Radio. My co-host is Sal, uh, and I wanted to – I watched some of your uh, videos in Baltimore, and I've been uh, not intimately involved in Baltimore, but I had uh, some work uh, at Fort Meade and some other areas close to Baltimore. I've been there several times. Uh, and to me, uh, on, the, on, the, on the outside, it's a really beautiful city uh, with some tough problems in, in some districts. And you went uh, to West Baltimore uh, and uh, talked to people there. And I thought it was, uh, it was intriguing. And, and I thought that the, the people there, the ones that I saw that you interviewed, uh, really want to fix this place. And I think you're doing a, a heck of a service for them. How did that go? Explain uh, how your day went when you went down there and maybe some of the things that our listeners didn't see on the videos. Okay. Uh, well, thank you. And um, I think the residents are, are pretty happy. Sometimes it's, it's hard. To- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tell uh, between the mainstream media and, and the messaging but um, I actually, I originally went to West Baltimore to talk to the constituents of Congressman Elijah Cummings. Uh, he made a statement on ABC Politics, a Sunday talk show, uh, saying that his constituents were afraid of Trump. And I thought, that's just, for me, it's hard to believe because of so much that's going on in Baltimore City. I don't know if you've seen our crime stats, uh, but just a couple of days before he made that statement, we actually had um, eight shootings within five hours. Uh, so I was thinking, you know, with everything going on, there's no way that anyone could be actually thinking about Trump. But I didn't want to assume. So I said, OK, I'm just going to go downtown, ask a couple questions and see what's going on. And as I was talking to two gentlemen that were sitting outside on their front porch, um, the one guy, uh, I asked him, I said, is it OK if I ask you the questions? I had the camera rolling and I said, you know, uh, Congressman Elijah Cummings said his constituents are afraid of Trump. You know, what's your reaction? And they both laughed. And he said, you know what, um, if you want to see something scary, I'll show you something scary. And it wasn't the best decision, right, to have a stranger jump in your car <laughs> in West Baltimore, but I did. Um, I felt safe. I don't know why. I just felt like it was, it was okay to do. And we went about two blocks down, and this is where he and his wife lived. He was on the front porch. The other guy lived there. His wife and him, they lived at the, um, the end of 
uh, a street off of Franklin Avenue, and he said, I'll show you something scary right back here. And he took me along this alley. I don't know if you saw the video of me kind of walking down the alley and in the backyard of this abandoned home was like a ton of trash just piled up. And it just so happens they said they had been calling the city to come pick it up forever um, because it had been sitting there since December of 2018. Jeez, And so, yeah, they said a lot of it was in just the alley itself and then they just kind of pushed it off more into the yard of the abandoned home just to kind of get the, they said the rodents at that time, away from the house a little bit. They thought if they could push the trash to the side, perhaps the the, the rats wouldn't come into their own home. Um, But he said it it was just so bad, you know, it it continued. So then he took me in, I don't know if you saw the video, of me going into the abandoned home. You know, here I am with this stranger. This is the guy that that did the artwork on the wall. No, that's, that's actually a different guy. Okay. Yeah, so that's a different guy who's actually homeless. So the guy that took me to the abandoned home, the very first one, um, he lived, like I said, with his wife next door to it. And so he was showing me um, the, basically the inside of this home. He went to go check it out to make sure no one was in there. But, I mean, you could find needles, pill bottles, um, just, you know, there's feces. There was so much stuff going on in there. It was really hard to tell because I had like a little Sony camera. So you couldn't see, you know, exactly the details, I guess, unless you really stop the tape and look at it. Right. Um, but it was disgusting. It was deplorable. And, you know, for him to have that right next door to him, I said, no wonder. You know, we go back on the street. He shows me, you know, on the street, you know, there's two sides where it's just full of row homes. He said out of all these homes, it must have been about 20, only six are actually occupied. And there are only six that could be lived in, you know. Uh, everything else was completely abandoned and, you know, hollowed out, trash, boarded up. I mean, it was just just a sad sight. So it's I mean, not even, even just the, the trash. They even have a name for them, the vacants. I mean, yeah. it, it, two things, two things. I want. First of all, I want to comment uh, on the people being afraid of Trump. Uh, those people that live there aren't afraid of anything, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, that, yeah, that's a hard right. life. Yeah. That's some hardcore yeah, people right you're there. You're right. Uh, the second you're thing right. I wanted to, uh, when I was watching, and I watched uh, most of them, uh, and the opinion that I got uh, was that uh, West Baltimore, or maybe not West Baltimore, but that congressional district was gerrymandered to to marry Baltimore Harbor and, and, and all the uh, gentrified places to West Baltimore, and yes. I, and so I, that was yep. And, and I heard uh, numerous people in your interviews say, and I know what this is. This is seedy contractors that are out there mm-hmm. doing work in the nice zones and bringing all their garbage and dumping them in this neighborhood. Is that? Did I get that? Did that? Is that what? Uh, yep. Uh, I mean, the whole thing is illegal dumping. Illegal yeah. dumping, and a lot of people. I know I should have. I should have been more clear about that because a lot of people were like, "Well, why do they throw the trash everywhere? Why don't they just pick it up?" It's, it's not, not theirs. <laughs> it's not theirs. It's not. It's not their trash. <laughs> I mean, I was looking people at some of those piles. I was looking yeah. at some of the piles of trash when the woman was was walking around and pointing out where all the trash was, and some of that yeah. stuff was construction material. There was drywall right. in there. I mean. This is, they should lock these people up. Correct. Uh, You're absolutely I'm, right. And yeah, I should have, and I, I wish I would have explained that better. Um, but I guess I thought people realized, you know, that it was illegal dumping. But then, you know, when like, the comments coming, 
Yeah, but when the comments came in, they were just kind of like, well, why don't they keep their house nice? I'm like, they do. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is people coming and dumping trash there from gutting homes almost every day. Oh, that's terrible. Sal. Uh, hey, Kim, tell us about the, the I know that, the, you know, the, Trump has, you know, gotten some responses from Elijah Cummings. What has been the responses from the local politicians? Because obviously, you know, the federal government can only do so much. But right. the local government is probably even maybe even more responsible for the situation. What has been their response yeah. to this to this to this issue that's been brought to light? Well, at first it was a little disappointing, you know, uh, of course, I, you know, as a political commentator, I, I follow things, especially in Baltimore. I don't know if you remember, but, you know, when they wanted to remove the Confederate statues, they did that overnight. Um, the tweet storm kind of happened Saturday morning when I went back uh, just yesterday, all of the trash was still sitting there. And so it wasn't like they just jumped into action. You know, they just jumped onto other networks and said, Oh, I can't believe he's saying these things. He's hurting my feelings. And so then I, I found out this morning that there was a contractor who was volunteering his time. Um, he brought up trucks and some guys and their gear, and they actually started taking truckloads of large debris out. Um, and then following that, I saw where Baltimore Department of Public Works has already started deploying people out to take uh, some of the the trash off of the streets. I know they removed some couches or something on the sidewalk. They tweeted Excellent. that out. Um, and they said, there's a lot more to go and we're going to keep on it. So that part of it is going, but you know, it almost seemed like the city council members, it, it was like, you know, how dare she bring this shame to our city? Like me pointing out, you know, in plain sight, there's, you know, mattresses and all kinds of things sitting on the street, which I've known they've seen these things. You know, people have to understand we have, um, shootings and homicides on these blocks almost every day, right? So the reporters from the Baltimore Sun, uh, WJZ, and the politicians, Mayor Jack Young, they've seen all of it. Just nobody said anything. No one did anything. And people just think that these people, are, you know, should be living like this or it's okay. And, you know, I, I was just appalled. And well, that's why I just I had to post it. <laughs> well, there's a reason. Uh, why the Democrats, uh, politicians act that way. And that's because of the uh, way that this block of people votes. They don't have to do Mm -hmm. anything for them, and they're going to vote Democrat 90% of the time, and they know it. That's why no Democrat ever goes to to California, because they don't have to spend any money there or in Baltimore, Philly, or Pittsburgh or anywhere else. Because the way the people vote is just uh, in lockstep, and it's really sad. It's something that... uh, you know, Baltimore has been under the thumb of some shaky people for a long time, uh, going back to Nancy yeah. Pelosi's father. Nancy Pelosi's father yeah. was the mayor of Baltimore, Tom D'Alessandro, uh, mm-hmm. and he was a constant companion of Benny Trotta, Benjamin Magliano, uh, who was the underworld boss, the mafia boss in Baltimore. You yeah. know, that, that's mm-hmm. how it starts, you know. But anyway, why don't you, we don't have too much time, uh, so I'd like mm-hmm. you to talk a little bit about potential me. Uh, that sounds like a, a just a, a really good way to get people back on the saddle. Yes. Um, so thank you. I started Potential Me back in 2013, and it was basically just uh, trying to get girls back to, like, getting them to prom. Uh, those that couldn't afford to go to prom but still had good grades, I wanted to get them prom dresses. Uh, so I would do that, and then one prom send-off party, 
I met a mom who wanted to go back to work but didn't know how to and didn't have the clothes. So I was like, okay, we can do professional wear too. And that just really took off, and we just made a bigger impact in professional wear because obviously if you're going to work, then you can't afford your mom's or your daughter's prom dress, right? Um, so that's what we did, and, you know, it was it, it worked out, and we were happy to help out, and so many people have been able to get back on their feet. There's so many people that are no longer dependent um, on the government. We, we helped, uh, I think it was almost 30% of the women that we helped um, so we're very good at, happy about that too. That's, that's really, that's, uh, that sounds just like a terrific program. And I'm sure, you know, that's part of, you know, really giving back to people who really are in need. And I'm sure that's quite satisfying. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so, you know, let's go back to, you know, what, what has been, you know, what's, have you been threatened at all with your, like, tell us what's going on with you. Uh, and and, yeah. and sort of the, the let's call it the fallout perhaps yeah so i mean there is of course people mad thinking that i did this um to please trump in some way you know and i don't know how to let everyone know that was a total coincidence i'm here trying to get uh representative cummings uh, attention by copying him on these videos and saying look is what's going on in your district and then when Fox and Friends, they wanted me to come in and kind of explain everything. And they put, they pieced together with the fact that he was yelling about the border and all that. And then, you know, Trump, I guess, sitting at home watching Fox, he was like, you know, probably like bingo. You know, like, I can't believe this guy is complaining about the border if this is in his backyard. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you ask the, the residents, they're saying, thank goodness, Trump is bringing attention to this. Yeah. Because it would have never been cleaned up. You know, some of those people said they have been calling the city for years to just do something about it. Um, so, you know, of course, people were like, oh, she's doing this because she's a Republican. She's pro-Trump. And, you know, now she feels so good about herself. You got Brian Settler on CNN <laughs> giving just the most false report about me ever. Everything he said was wrong, including my name. And I was just like, are you kidding me? But people believe that. You know, they watch CNN and they believe it. They don't realize that it is fake news. Um, Brian Settler did reach out to me and I said, if you want me to come on and explain, I can do that. I totally accept. He said, no, just answer these questions. Um. <laughs> he sent me like a list of questions and I said, look, Brian, you know, I just really care about Baltimore. That's, you know, the gist of it. And so then he just kind of filled in the blanks himself. Oh, and no. with that, people just took it and said, oh, this girl just wants attention. She's doing this to boost her following. And it was, it was really awful, but you know, I, I kept getting these um, text and email saying someone's writing a hit story or a hit piece on you. And I'm like, what is even that? I don't, <laughs> what do you mean a hit piece? And, you know, of course I was afraid. My husband's a CPA, you know, it's like, I don't want something to happen where he could lose his license or who knows what somebody could say something. And if, if Brian Settler can make up all these stories, who knows what else other people Yeah, but don't worry. Up, nobody, you know? no, nobody's watching him. Don't worry about that. I mean, yeah, that's what that's, everyone says. That's, like, the, that's the least fine. of your worries. That's the least of your worries. And, and to yeah. say that you're just trying to make Trump look bad when you're looking uh, at your city, you were Miss Baltimore at one point. Am I right? Yeah, yep, Mrs. Baltimore in 2014. Mrs. Baltimore, that's right. Yeah, yep. That's right. And I I did that to kind of raise my platform for potential me. I thought if I could do the pageant, you know how your your platform is your whole thing there. So I thought, oh, well, this would be a great way to tell so many more people in the city about what I'm doing. 
And so that's why I did the pageant. And I would go to Camden Yards. I had a table set up once saying, hi, I'm Mrs. Baltimore. <laughs> you know, this is potential me. And it's like, I really care about this city. And so, you know, it, was, it, it, it hurt a lot. But, you know, I, I just thought at the end of the day, all this is going to do is it's going to get cleaned up or something good's going to happen now that everybody's looking at it. So I just need to be patient and wait it out. And Kimberly, like I Kimberly, said, they started cleaning today. They're going to name a school after you. Believe me, yeah. uh, you, you keep up. You keep up what you're doing, yeah. and the people of Baltimore. You take one block, and you get rid of the rats and the garbage and the infestation of drug dealers and everything. They're never going to forget that, and they're not going to forget yeah, how so. it happened. What's going on going forward? Have you have you had a chance? Uh, ha- has this elevation in, in uh, exposure allowed you to maybe talk to Ben Carson, or maybe what, what what's next? in your uh, quest to get Baltimore back where it needs to be? So I actually saw Dr. Carson at Fox last night. Um, we, we were both on Hannity in the D.C. Bureau. Um, so I, I talked to him just kind of about what his plans were, and he was talking about more of the Opportunity Zone. Of course, his chief of staff was there. Um, but we're just I'm just, like, kind of taking it slow. And, you know, at, at this point, I just want to make sure that the work gets done. You know, like I said, there's still a lot of trash on the streets that I went on. Um, so I wanted to see that cleaned up and then just kind of go from there. Well, Kimberly, I want to thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to talk with us. I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to do it. My communication director told me 15 minutes, and I am going to honor <laughs> that. So thank you very yeah. much for coming on the show. And how can people get in touch with you? Uh, or, or what would you like to say as a final comment to my audience? Thank you. Um, so I'm on Twitter, Kim K. Baltimore. I'm uh, Facebook, Kimberly Classic, Instagram, Kimberly Classic. Um, and I, on my Twitter, I actually have my email there. So I've been getting emails of people just saying, you know, what other issues they've been seeing, you know, in the city. Or, you know, some people are just saying, well, this is how I think I would approach it, which is great because I don't have all the answers, you know, and, and Baltimore officials don't have all the answers. So if you have an opinion or maybe you have a solution, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm totally willing to listen and, and I would voice it for you. And Kim, how can we support Potential Me? Tell us. Uh, yeah, so potential-me.com. Uh, you'll see on there. There is a donate tab, uh, but then also uh, dropping off clothing and uh, even some people have been mailing clothing now. So that's really awesome. And and I do like suit giveaways where I just drop it off uh, like at the shelters, uh, those women coming out of homelessness or incarceration. So it's been really great, a good response. Well, wow, you have a, a big heart, and we hope we can get you back on the show again. I hope this doesn't. I hope oh, it's not absolutely. a I hope it's not a flash in the pan. I, I'd really like to see the great people of our country in our leftist-dominated inner cities uh, get some justice. It, it's unbelievable the way it's uh, happening now. Thank you very much, Kim, uh, for coming thank on you. the program. Thank you. All right, thank Thanks. you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what a story out of Baltimore. Uh, it's uh, a really beautiful city that has been decimated 
by years of neglect. I mean, and not just the federal government has a lot to do with it, too. I mean, all of the the industry that left Baltimore and Pittsburgh, Sal, I mean, we're pretty close in well, our uh, histories, except they're a lot bigger than we are. Yeah. And I was I was hearing about some stats about the murder rates between, I think, Honduras and Baltimore. Baltimore, Baltimore is the national capital yeah, of murders, it, more, it, more than Chicago. It's, it's, it, you know, uh, more than some other countries. Right. Uh, it's just un- unbelievable what's going on there. And, you know, I just, you know, uh, like I was talking to Kim was that, you know, it's also a local problem. It's been it a systemic local problem, despite all the federal money. I think it's been. We, we were talking about that on Monday, I believe you were talking about that. I believe the number's $1.8 billion. And mm-hmm. I was hearing some additional stats about that, uh, how many jobs got created from that $1.8 billion. I think it was only about a couple hundred yeah. jobs. And I also hear about the, edu- got- also the educational system there is a mess. Well, if you've, ever watched, if you've ever watched The Wire, uh, and I didn't want to offend her and say that when she was on the air. Uh, because who wants their city uh, to be depicted by a HBO miniseries, you know? But really, if you look at it, the uh, producer of that miniseries, a leftist all day long. But man, he got some of those facts right. I mean, he went in there. Anybody who's ever watched The Wire uh, doesn't want to go to Baltimore. You know, there, there's just no way. It's it, a it, violent place. It's a. Uh, it has the potential to be a very violent place. It is. And like I said, uh, they're on track to have over 300 murders again. Uh, and it's primarily uh, drug related. And that's a state with and that's a state with a uh, heavy gun control as well. Huge gun control. That's right. No, you're absolutely right. And huge environmental communism going on. Maryland's horrible, man. I mean, it's, it's something else. It's, it's unlike. Well, there's some other states like it. New Jersey comes to mind. Uh, Cory Booker. Uh, but that's just the way it is. And, and, and I'll tell you, I, I hope it gets straightened out. I do. Because Baltimore is like Mexico, man. They have all these beautiful natural resources, the Inner Harbor. And, you know, like I said, I've been there with Camden Yards, uh, Kimberly mentioned, one of the most beautiful baseball parks in the United States of America. You know, I've been there, too. Uh, they got the Chesapeake Chesapeake Bay. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, it's a, you know, it, it is a beautiful place. It it, it, it could be even better, but right. they're just mired in let's listen, garbage. Let's listen to Donald Trump uh, and his statement that started all this, uh, this racist, I mean, blatantly racist statement that the president made. I'm sure that you are well aware that, that I'm a strong advocate of sound counter-narcotics efforts and I will say it every single time I have an opportunity sometimes I really just think we don't get it this morning I left my community of Baltimore a drug infested area where a lot of the drugs that we're talking about today have already taken the lives of so many children the same children that I watched 14 or 15 years ago as they grew up. 
opportunity. Wait, what? Sometimes I really just think we don't get it. This morning, I left my community of Baltimore, a drug-infested area. Drug-infested area? Where a lot of the drugs that we're talking about today have already taken the lives of so many children. The same children that I watched 14 or 15 years ago as they grew up, now walking around like zombies. This is only 40 miles away from here. And, you know, as much, I, I am very concerned about what is happening in Colombia, and I think we ought to do everything we can to address this issue. I come here today to speak for the dead. The ones who don't even know where Colombia is. That's racist. The ones who, like I said a few years ago, had hope. The ones who had become victims, and I call them victims because every time I see one of them standing on a corner like zombies. Zombies. The pain. I cannot begin to tell you how painful it is. All right. So in 1990, no, that wasn't the president, ladies and gentlemen. That was Elijah Cummings in 1999. And in 1999, and this will tell you, will explain, will illustrate the communist takeover of the Democrat Party. In 1999, Baltimore or Maryland's 5th District Congressional Representative Eliza Cummings was against investing money in Central America, Colombia to be exact, and wanted to fix Baltimore. Now, you know, he never wanted to fix it. But there you heard him say it. And yet today, he refused, it might have been yesterday, he refused to join Secretary Dr. Ben Carson in touring Housing and Urban Development's headquarters in Baltimore. It's unreal, Sal. It, it is the hypocrisy and the evil way these black leftist politicians treat their own districts is unbelievable. It is un- it, it, it's almost as unbelievable as the fact that these people re-elect him every term. Yeah, and you know, what's been the effectiveness of all the federal dollars that have gone there? Zero. What, what, people get rich. What, what, People like what, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Where, where's where's the oversight there, huh? Oh, and what where's a brilliant, the, what a brilliant statement by the president to tell Cummings, why don't you take your oversight committee and take it to Baltimore and find out what happened to the money that you sent there? Yes, exactly, exactly. Where you know, let's you know. I think it's time to build more prisons, man. I'm telling you, this is not, this isn't going to end. Not with people like Kimberly. It's not going to end. They're going to stay on it because that's where Kimberly lives. And she's going to stay on it and people like her are going to stay on it and pretty soon she's going to recruit people from those neighborhoods to be advocates on the street and then it's going to be on. Let's go to California. Sean, the Duke of Cali. What's going on? 
Hey, Hutch. Uh, I just wanted to give you guys a really bad update on what the hell Gavin Mason has been doing. Oh, uh, I posted a link in the chat, but you already know this, and I already know this. It's uh, where he signed into law just recently to take Trump off the ballot of California. I'm like, <laughs> if he doesn't you... put his taxes out. Yeah, it's yeah, like... yeah, I, yeah. It, it, and I, it, Sean, I thought it was just for the primary. It won't affect the general election, from what, from my, well, from my understanding. But go ahead. Uh, it's you know, uh, I wouldn't put it past them to say, oh no, it's going to affect the primary. But then they're going to secretly sneak in. Oh, you know what? Let's make sure it doesn't go to the ballot on general election. No, uh, he, the, he he's not powerful enough to do that. I mean, the thing the thing there is predicated uh, on the fact of there even being a primary, and really, what the president can do is say, all right. I'm not on the primary. Let somebody else win in California. Let 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 Sanford win. It's not going to make any I'd difference. Not. It's not going to make any difference. Yeah. I, I would like to see the president uh, go to California. We talked about this Same before. Here. You know, I, I think he should have some rallies uh, in Santa Monica. I'm not that familiar. With, I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. I always thought San Diego uh, was semi-conservative, at least. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong, but unfortunately, with the past elections, it has, well, pretty much done over a leaf of, well, let's go to leftism. It sounds so great. Oh, well, it's it's in the news. Why don't we go to leftism? Well, let's just make, just make, the, ballots, make the ballots in 100% English, and this problem will be solved. <laughs> I know. It's like, this is just so <laughs> ridiculous of what they're trying to do. And I think I know what Gavin Newsom's trying to do is, if this ever does get to the Supreme Court, he wants it to go through the lower courts first to where it gets dragged out. And before long, it's 2020, and then it's too late. I think that's what he wants to do. Uh, yeah. He knows he's going to get away with it soon. But you know what, uh, man? The Ninth Circuit has delivered some victories for Trump. Mitch McConnell, as much as I can't stand him, has done an excellent job getting the judges through. And... I'll tell you that that's not going to work much longer for the Democrats. It's really not, man. America, America's waking up. I really believe. I'm glad. That. I'm I, glad I, it is. You know, I honestly, I mean, there's a lot right of people. There's a lot of people that don't have the mental capacity uh, to get on this train. They just don't. They hate the president so much. And in the break, I'm going to play an example of that uh, from 2012. But uh, Sean, there, I want, go ahead. There was one more thing I wanted to get off the. The list here. Make it quick, brother. Make so it you've quick. Been, uh, you know Maxine Waters, right? How she's been <laughs> the same thing as Elijah Cummings. On her, her district's really horrible. Oh, oh my yeah. God. If you go there, it, it's filled with rats, homeless people. I mean, good Lord. It, it, it's just so bad. I can't even describe the smell. It, Compton. Oh, well, that's why, you know what, you know what she, I think she might have smartened up because her mouth's been shut lately. We haven't heard from her in a little bit. At least I haven't. Maybe I haven't been paying attention. So maybe she got smarter a little bit and and shut her mouth because she knew that she was going to be further exposed. Yeah, I think, uh, what's his name, still running against her, but let's pray that he wins one day. Omar Navarro, Uh, yeah, third time's a charm. I interviewed him like four or five. I interviewed him four or five times already. It's like uh, you can't get through that uh, firewall. Anyway, thanks for calling, Sean, and have a great week. We'll talk to you on Friday. 
Thank you. Peace All out. Right. There he goes. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Cold War Radio with Sal from around the way, Hutch Bailey Jr. down in the bunker. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You are listening to Cold War Radio. Just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This man is your land.
Americans want our next president to be a woman. Hey, babe, here's looking at you, Senator Elizabeth Warren. The planet is warming and the power is shifting. We need a leader who won't stand for all the Wall Street bullshit the lobby is grifting. Run, 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 Liz, run. You gotta run for the office and get the job done. Run, 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 Liz, run. We need a president. We need President Warren. A president. We need President Warren. You shoot straight and tell the truth that we've been chip squeezed and hammered. Think that the system is rigged because it is, and it's time that we stand up. The conflict we've known has been cheated and broken. We need a leader who won't stand for all the corporate bullies, political ponies. Run, 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 please, run. You gotta run for the office and get the job done. Run, 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 please, run. We need a president. We need President Warren. A president. We need President Warren. So you're rich, that's fantastic, and God bless. But there's just a couple of things Liz Warren won't let you... All right, I can't take any more of this communist drivel. But I did tell you that I was going to play something that makes me hate to live here. 2012 are beautiful women. You got to see God, Yes, I did. Look at me. Uh, Obama, yeah. 2012, he's going to win, baby. He's the man. Biden was down here, and it was awesome. Yeah. Go, you, Obama! What do you like most about the Obama administration? That, uh, let's see, health care? Yeah. yeah. And um, schools. Schools, yeah. Schools. And what else do I like about him? I like everything about Obama, basically. What, what, what <laughs> yeah. do you out here? Oh, greatest day ever to have Biden here, man. That was the best experience ever in my life to see him in person like that. What, what were you through your mind? Did you get goosebumps? Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time, man. It's, I love I love Obama and I love Biden, too. Because Biden's all business. All business. He's all business. Yeah. I'll tell you how it is. And that's, that's why fine. I love him so much. Boy, I appreciate it. And I love Obama. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love Iron City at 7 in the morning, baby. Yeah. Let's go drink some beer in the morning and get on TV at night. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'll tell you, it's enough to make a grown man cry. Welcome back to Cold War Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Never a dull moment in the studio beneath the Earth's surface. I hear all kinds of. Are you washing dishes, Marlene, or what? What's going no. on? I'm listening to all this noise. What's up, man? I, I, Marlene from Eugene, Oregon, ladies and gentlemen. 
No, I, my, uh, I'm on my cell phone. I turned my iPad down to almost nothing, so I don't know what's going on. Well, that might have been Sal. Sal might have been washing dishes over. You never know. No, I, yeah. I, no, 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 I don't wash dishes. That's a dishwasher's job. And that's, Bingo. It, that, Me too. And that's not that. Hey, that's not a woman either. It's a machine. Hey, let's talk about dishwashers for a minute, man. Why do they take four hours when they used to take it 20 minutes? You know, it's the environment. It's the EPA. I mean, that's what it is. They put. Uh, well, I, I got, they have to be. I, got, I have a quick cycle. I, I got a quick know. cycle on mine, but uh, sometimes it doesn't wash the dishes, dishes as well as it should. No, it never does. I love mm-hmm. the commercial. Uh, Mom washes the dishes off before she puts them in the dishwasher and then washes them <laughs> after they come out of the dishwasher. So, what does the dishwasher do? And that's basically uh, true. Right. So uh, go ahead, yeah. uh, Marlene. So anyway, okay, I got a couple of them here. Um, one of them had to, I was when uh, you were interviewing uh, Kimberly. Got great interview, by the way. Thank that you. That was when she was talking. Yeah, um, talking about all the horribleness in Baltimore. I guess on one section of that town. I just thought, oh West my God, Baltimore. that reminds what West Baltimore. West Baltimore, right? Right. That reminds me of what what went on. Uh, uh, in uh, Eugene, uh, long, short sto- long story, sort of short, uh, what happened was they had a homeless camp that was, um, let's see, do, 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 here it is, uh, Lane County Sheriff's Office and the city of Eugene, the island off the bank of the Willamette River, uh, about 150 miles, 150 yards downstream from the Ferry Street Bridge. That's a big arterial in Eugene. Okay. And just off the bike path behind bike path behind the Campbell Community Center. Got to have those bike paths. Got got to have those bike paths that left this town. Yeah, good. Oh, no kidding. Well, basically what it was is they found this camp that was um it was it was really bad. It was sounded just like Baltimore, you know, the filth, the trash, the everything. Yeah, so but you know what? You know what there. the difference the difference is is that in Baltimore these aren't camps. These are neighborhoods, and there's no yeah. tents. There's no tents. There's rows yeah. and rows and rows of what we used to call coal buildings, but now they call right. them uh, row houses, and oh, they're empty. Man. They're empty. There's you heard her say out of a twenty, out of a block of twenty row houses, which a row house on a block is one building that's right. separated into twenty that. houses. You know, and right, when, right. When only three of them are occupied, who the hell knows what goes on in the rest of them? No kidding. You know, if, if you looked at the wire, uh, the whole plot behind that part of the show was that that's where they were disposing of the dead bodies in the yeah. vacants. You right. know, but unreal. But yeah, that was—they just need to think of that. And the other one, this was. Uh, I did put a link. It's not the one from the Register Guard, but it's basically the same story. Um, I guess um, out in Ontario, Oregon, which is on the border with Idaho. Okay. Uh, apparently, another pot shop, and everybody from Idaho is flocking into Oregon to get their weed because uh, it's illegal in Idaho, but they don't care. Because that, <laughs> that's what we need. And, that's what we oh, need in America. We, we need in America. That's what we need. We need more ways. To put people to sleep. That's what we exactly. need. That's that's what they're pushing yeah. for. They want more oh, people. 
They want more people to not know when the War of 1812 was fought. They want more zombies. They want they want more zombies. Exactly. Exactly. That's what they that's what they want in Oregon too. I definitely, yeah. They want a yep. bunch of zombies so they can just program your brain. And that's you know right. they don't let you think. Right. No doubt about it's it. Like, come on. All right, and I got then, another, uh, Mar- Marlene, I got I got another caller. Stay on the line if you want, but let's uh let's bring uh Regina from Richmond into the conversation. Uh hello Regina. Okay. What are your thoughts tonight? Hello, uh, my thoughts is uh, I was going to, hello, Marlene. <laughs> my thing is that, you know, uh, apparently uh, nobody has uh, figured this whole thing out. Uh, just like down at the border, they trying to over, uh, overwhelm the system, right? Yeah, they are doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah, they're doing that. They're doing that. But see, the thing I figured out about with Twitter, the reason I'm still on there, I'm figuring that, guess what? We're gonna over overrun Twitter. Yeah. Because slowly, because slowly but surely, for what what I've been noticing on Twitter that nobody's been paying attention to, a lot of the uh, liberals are basically dropping out. They're dropping out like flies. Oh, really? That's good. Yep. Yep. They're dropping out like flies. Every now and again, you'll get an idiot come in, but other than that, <laughs> but. I, but, but yeah, but other than that, but other than that, they dropping like flies because I noticed that uh, there's a lot of conservatives, conservatives, conservatives are pretty much overwhelming the system on there. Do you, see, do you get to see yeah. my tweets, Regina? Do you see my tweets? I tweet probably thirty or forty times a day on some days. Do you get to see them? Because I don't know. Uh, I see. I, believe it or not, believe it or not, believe it or not, I don't see your tweets because. Mm-hmm. I learned another Imagine trick that. is that I, yeah yeah but see I learned another trick. I learned out I learned that if you re- keep retweeting retweeting the same favorite people every day, they catch on to that. Right. So what you do is hmm. you go through you go through all the people that you either haven't followed or either don't know that they was out there until they retweet something. And then you go back in there and you. Add them onto you. Okay. And you retweet. I need to spend more time doing that. <laughs> yeah, I got to. Hey Regina. With. Hey Regina. What do you think? Maybe the now that the Russia story is kind of dead, maybe that's why you know some of the 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 left the bot, the is bots. dropping out of Twitter. Yeah, I think they. Uh, you know. Uh, pretty much no, because because uh, they still there. Trust me, they they they're still there. Right now, right now, right now, they right now they just you know laying kind of sort of laying low, but they don't realize that there's another back end of the conservative people that are coming in. Because I figured out that I figured out because uh, I follow all the all the Trump uh, communication people, and I and I don't think those people are that stupid to not realize. That uh, they they can overwhelm Twitter because having you noticed that Donald Trump hasn't has he hasn't talked about uh, political ads or anything that he's going to put out. He hasn't talked about that. He hasn't talked about uh, how many people that he actually has working in any of his offices. He hasn't talked about that. We just we just know the famous people. We don't know the people that's behind the famous people. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we haven't right. figured that out. And I'm slowly, I'm slowly learning that there's people behind the famous people on Twitter that I didn't know that existed. All right. Well, you know what, Regina, keep us up to date with all that. Uh, after your comments, I'm going to go back and uh, clean up my account a little bit. I haven't done that for a while. I sit at around yeah, five. I sit yeah, around. I got yeah, like, that's what I've been noticing about your account too. Uh, I've been noticing your account too. I've been watching your account, and I'm like going, uh, I know Hutch is out there, and I know he's tweeting. But I don't see your tweets. Every now and again, I see your tweets. So I'm like, going, oh, this is interesting. Right. Same with Norway and, and Sal. I'm still trying to stay, understand his, his tweets. His Twitter, <laughs> follow, his, his, his Twitter following isn't that big because he's uh, undercover. You know what I mean? I'm undercover. And yes, don't he, work. He, yes, he, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There are people out there that are conservatives, but they are not tweeting as much as I am. Right. So I just, so mm-hmm. I go and I, and I found out who they are and I keep an eye on your account and see if you are tweeting anything that's decent or even newsworthy and then I go and retweet that. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I was watching the debates yesterday, Regina, and the one thing that I noticed that, you know, a lot of them, a couple of those dudes had dander. So I said, but I said, you know, Bernie Sand. I saw a couple of them had dandruff on their blue, and that's why I put head and shoulders. If you saw my tweet, I don't know if anybody oh, yeah. got that or not. But see, ladies and gentlemen, you, you wonder why I bring these people on the air. I mean, there's a reason. Oh, yeah, for everybody on so, here. So, yeah. uh, so, so I, we got, so, so we got, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got Regina and we got Marlene. Uh, Marlene, final comment, and then over to Regina and final comment, and then we're going to get on with uh, the rest of the program. Not that I uh, don't want to be here. I love the callers. That's what it's all about. Oh, I know so, you do. So go ahead. But I guess the last thing I wanted to mention is that, Regina, that was great. You bring in some really great insights, and I appreciate that. I really do. Me too. But I was thinking yeah. about that song. Uh, this land is your land, like you, Hutch. I remember right. singing that when I was in grade school. No, I, I was in a glee club. I was in a glee club. I sang that song at the Carnegie Music yeah. Hall in Pittsburgh. Ooh, I, me, me, I, not, not, not alone, not alone. I was well, in a glee. No, I, I, I was in a glee club. Group. I understand. And we yeah. sang and George, George M. Cohen's, George M. Cohen. Yeah. Uh, all the all the songs that you hear on Sunday night. Uh, now he hasn't been on in a while because he got mm-hmm. he finally got smart. He he was he made the same mistake that I made, Sal, with Berg's Eye View. Uh he was on Libsyn. And as soon as oh, he Oh, that's sto- right. And as soon as he stopped paying Libsyn, all the shows were gone. They deleted so them. That's and, what happened to him. I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, and he's, like, where is that guy? Where is he, he? He's rebuilding it. This is Mark uh Mark Schwartz. And when yep. we raised the stars and stripes over Japan, an excellent podcast from oh, his go- from his Godfather, podcast. and we got up to like episode thirty or something. And there's many more. That of them. sounds about right. And it, it, it'll yep. come back. It'll come back. But he's rebuilding it. Uh, so. Oh, okay. Anyway, there you go. So Regina, final comments. Uh, my final comments is that you know I'm gonna just let y'all know I like puzzles. So, like, that, so that gives you an idea of how my mind works. You like what? 
I'm one of those people that, you know, that, that if I had the time, of course I have the time now, I can flip a puzzle over and do oh, and puzzle. puzzle together without looking at the picture. Man, you know what, Regina? My, my, uh, in the military, there's a term called battle buddy. And my and that's your number one ace buku person that watches your back when you're in the military. Mm-hmm. And mine was mm-hmm. a master. Mine's a master sergeant. And if you ever listen to Berg's Eye View, you heard him on there because I took Berg's Eye View to Iraq with me. And uh, oh, wow. Master Sergeant Larry uh, was my. He was a couple things. He was my one of my best friends, and he still is. And he was my mm-hmm. battle, and he was my battle buddy, and he was my security, and he was into puzzles too, man. I mean, this mm-hmm. guy he put together <laughs> ten or twelve puzzles when we were in Iraq, and we oh, okay. he, and, and he'd take a piece yep. of wood, he'd take a piece of wood or a piece of cardboard when he was finished, mm-hmm. and he would mount yep. them, and we would mount them up on the wall of our office yep. in Iraq. And I bought him a puzzle one time and it was a, I mean, it was one of them puzzles that if you wanted to put it together, you better have a picnic table or a ping pong table or something. Yep. It was like 30,000, 30,000 pieces or something. It was huge. And I yep, don't think, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he ever put it together, but he put a whole lot of other ones together. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I put I put a, I think the three I think I put a three thousand piece together. There you that go. was my biggest one. And and he was my guy. Uh, he was so patient, like mm-hmm. that. Not not all the time. Now sometimes, mm-hmm. like if you were a private, uh, a twenty year old or twenty five or thirty or thirty five year old enlisted man, you were terrified of this guy. He was my man. He was my man. That was a war fighter. This guy volunteered to go to Vietnam with the Marines. Uh, and I, and I, still, I still think of him as a, kind of a father figure, even though I outranked him and I was, running, I was running the show. But I would always run things past him. Hey, Larry, man, you think, how do you think about this? You know, before I would do it. He was, uh, and still is, a great friend. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks to you guys both for calling. Marlene and Eugene You're welcome. and Regina You're welcome, in uh, Virginia and Richmond. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. All right, there it is. So uh, what What a couple great callers, uh, Sal. We, we've got a, yeah. a, a hella audience here. They're fantastic and learn something new about uh, Regina there and her puzzles. Oh, man, she's uh, unbelievable. Now, yeah, so let's talent. try Let's drive on, shift gears a little bit, and let's talk about Diane Feinstein uh, out of California, senator, who had a Chinese spy on her payroll for 20 years, and she's lashing out at Representative Ratcliffe, who's going to be the new DNI, and says he lacks experience needed to be the director of national intelligence. People are freaking out because this guy is going to be the sunlight that damns our communist intelligence apparatus. And I mean that. This is the guy, man, right here, John Ratcliffe, that 
did a wonderful job at the congressional hearings with Bob Mueller. And now anybody that you see that lashes out or tries to oppose the appointment of this gentleman as the director of national intelligence is part of the deep state, Sal. This is a very educational moment for the country. You've already seen fake Republican Senator Burr, who is the chairman of the Intelligence Committee, come out against this guy. It tells you he's the right guy. Yeah, they don't, they, yeah, they don't like him. He's, he's the, he's, uh, he talks the truth there. And, and he makes no mistake that, the, that, that this is a coup. Yeah, they don't, they don't want to hear the truth. They're, uh, they, they do not want to hear it. You're absolutely right. I mean, lacks experience needed to be the DNI. One of my favorite lawyers uh, that has come out of this witch hunt is Joe DeGeneva. And Joe DeGeneva was on uh, WMAL, a, a really good uh, radio station out of Baltimore. Why doesn't it show... WMAL there. It doesn't because it shows it here. Let me just double check. Yeah, WMAL, Mornings on the Mall, I think is the name of the show. Ken could probably tell you uh, because he's within listening distance of that show. But he lays it out, and, and he says, it's coming, man, and it's coming today. Chris Ray, the FBI director, they were fighting tooth and nail, uh, phony cover-ups, allegedly to protect sources and methods, uh, when Chris Ray was simply trying to protect the FBI from the just hugely embarrassing details that are going to come out. By the way, the declassification process will start this week. There are going to be documents released, I think, by Wednesday. Uh, the Attorney General, as I understand it, is in the process of getting those ready to come out. There are going to be some of the Devin Nunes documents that he requested, and then a series of other releases will come after that. That's because Durham is progressing very, very quickly in his criminal investigation. This is not a review, quote-unquote, of what went on. This is a criminal investigation of senior DOJ and FBI officials from the Obama administration. Now, I want you to remember the years of me saying, and I lost a lot of viewers, a lot of listeners, over these statements and over my opinion of some of the congressional Republicans Uh, chiefly among them would be Trey Gowdy. When I exposed to you that Trey Gowdy was a fraud. Now, he may be a good guy, but in his position in Congress, it was a fraudulent position. He was given the chairmanship of a committee by John Boehner and told what to say. He came out on several different episodes of the Obama administration's malfeasance during Benghazi, during uh, the deal with Fast and Furious and other areas and made all kinds of noise and nothing ever happened and it caused me to denounce congressional hearings. Big and to bar- actually ask big- for the elimination of congressional hearings. Go ahead. Yeah, big big bark, but no bite. Chaff. It's chaff. Chafe. 
smoke and mirrors. It's stuff to get you off the target. And he did it very successfully. Joe DeGeneva says this is not like a congressional hearing. ...and intelligence community people, including John Brennan. This is a federal grand jury. This is not a review. This is not an IG audit. This is not some uh, congressional research service uh, look at history. This is a criminal investigation of a bunch of people who tried to seditiously overthrow the seditiously. president of the United States. So God damn it. the stuff is going to start coming out this week. Okay, so let me just pause on the, on the details that you're saying here. Wednesday, that means when you say come out, you mean to the public. We'll be able to see documents Wednesday? My understanding is by Wednesday, yes. Okay, and then on the issue of Devin Nunes, what were the documents Devin Nunes was seeking? Was this related to unmasking or wiretapping? What? They were all the things related to he – made, he made several requests by letter, as you know, of various items. 302s, applications for the FISA court. I mean, Devin Nunes had made, has made many, many requests for yes. declassification. I'm not sure which ones are going to come out first, but they're coming now. That's- now, I saw John Sol- Solomon uh, tweet out tonight, uh, Sal, that Comey is in deep trouble, but he will avoid prison. And I tweeted a reaction to that, and I said, if this scumbag avoids execution or life in prison, then we should just say, F it, man, F it. Forget the government. We're going to have to do this ourselves. And I really meant that. And I have made sure that I do not say statements like that up until this point. But I got to tell you, if we end up with a director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation who is caught, and we all know he's caught. I mean, it's, it's beyond any imagination to think that these people were not trying to subvert the United States government. If our current Justice Department does not deal with this, and then we as citizens don't deal with it, America's over. Well, you know, this is where the president might have to jump in again and, you know, start cleaning house once again. I don't think he's done a good enough job. I don't either. Part of his job where he hasn't really cleaned cleaned enough house there and it's 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 i agree 100 percent. yeah we we, you know the the, you know we talk about deep state and that is uh really a uh like it's a cesspool of people who just uh i I don't think they have very good intentions some of these people and they're leftovers i mean if you took every if you you took every congressman and you balanced the 200000 or so dollars a year that they earn, and you look at their wealth, how hard is it? How freaking hard is it when you look at Bernie Sanders, who makes $200,000 a year and is a multimillionaire? Bernie Sanders, the communist of the crew. Let's not even go to Nancy D'Alessandro, 
I mean Nancy Pelosi, of the Magliano family. Let's not even go there. You know, uh, it's it's math, man. It, it is unbelievably corrupt. And I hear that the ousting of Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats is just the start of a major Trump shakeup that will rock the quote-unquote intelligence community. It's something that the only thing that I can figure out is that, as Paul Ryan stated in his book, the president was so naive about the functioning of government that it took him a while to get on track. I think once 2020 happens, January 2020, or no, wait, that would be January 2021 when he's inaugurated, right? No, it'd be January. It'd be, it, uh, that's a good question. No, it's that not. It's easy. It's easy. November 2020 is the election. January right, 2021. January 2021, correct. I think that's when he drops the mall, and that's an old CB saying. Uh, that's when he's going to bring it, and, and he really should. Uh, and he's, he's just coming off a win. A federal judge, and I'm pretty sure this was in the Ninth Circuit, not positive, but dismisses the DNC lawsuit against the president's campaign uh, with WikiLeaks uh, over stolen emails, the Trump campaign and WikiLeaks over stolen emails. I think this is... Uh, A huge win, man. It's like over. And I think it's time for retribution. And and let me say this. Hey, let me let me get let's get the facts straight. It was the Southern District of New York. There it is. That's That's DMY. You're right. That's even better. That's even better. Because that's where uh, even though it's a difference between a state court and a federal court, that's where the state attorney general of New York is. So maybe uh, a little bit will rub off on her. She's an abomination too. But the point is, is that they didn't just dismiss the DNC lawsuit against the Trump campaign and WikiLeaks over stolen email. They told the DNC people, the uh, plaintiffs, you are so divorced from the truth It's unbelievable. And that came from a Clinton-appointed judge. That's a big deal, Sal. As you you know, you're in the business. Yeah, it's a very big deal, Uh, especially someone who was appointed by a staunchly Democratic, very popular president. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. So, you know, hopefully, you know, this puts a further end to all this bull crap that they're trying to pull in the courts. Absolutely. And I don't know why I went through my email or my email. I went through my show notes and I missed these couple things, but I'm going to play a couple more clips. First, we have uh, Buttigieg. Anybody with that name is never going to be president. And when you start talking about your mother-in-law and shit like, oh, uh, Buttigieg, ladies and gentlemen. 
the minimum wage is just too low. And so-called conservative Christian senators right now in the Senate are blocking a bill to raise the minimum wage when Scripture says that whoever oppresses the poor taunts their maker. Mayor, thank you very much. Is that a moron or is it just me? That you're going to bring Christians about the minimum wage? I'm at a loss for words, man. I mean, these people are nuts. Uh, You know, they're just trying to... I don't know what's going on there. I really don't. Uh, I don't, you know, it's a matter of economics. That isn't a matter of religion. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it, it just, let's, let's get, let's get the facts out here. You know, the raising well, of the minimum wage is going to actually eliminate jobs. But we could and, get to the facts or we could go to Al Sharpton and get the facts, the facts. Cause he's just uh, so eloquent. But yeah, and, and you know they, they they were questioning Elizabeth Warren, and Jake is trying to say, "Hey, man, are you going to raise taxes on the middle class to get this uh, medical monstrosity through?" And she wouldn't answer him. She went through her whole answer, and at the end, he even gave her an extra fifteen minutes. He never did that for, for Marianne Williamson. But he gave Elizabeth Warren an extra 15 minutes, and she still wouldn't do it. Just a point of clarification in 15 extra seconds. Would you raise taxes on the middle class to pay for Medicare for all, uh, offset, obviously, by the elimination of insurance premiums? Yes or no? Costs will go up for billionaires and go up for corporations. For middle class families, costs, total costs will go down. Now, if you believe that, you might as well believe Obamacare. But I am pretty proud. Sal, because we had 10 clips tonight, and I've already played nine of them, but I want to pretty much bring the whole Democrat debate from last night, and I know we have much more fodder uh, coming for Friday, if I do a show on Friday. I'm not sure I'm going to do one yet, because I have the whole family coming up to Camp Vienna, and I'm just not sure. I'm going to smoke a a big pulp, a five no six pound pork shoulder uh, into some outstanding pulled pork. But uh, anyway, that makes sense. that makes sense because I was I think I saw something about a pulled pork recipe. Am I right on that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I caught my eye. This. That's it, man. I'm getting ready to caught you my eye. I might, I, there might there might be a mission to raid your camp. Yeah, you might come. I'll tell you how to get there. Uh, if, you want to come up, if you want to come up, we got kayaks and everything else. But listen, this is the wrap-up of the debate. Everything you need to know about the debate and the Democrat Party. We want to turn now to the issue of race in America. We have got to take on Trump's racism. We'll call his racism out for what it is. The racial divide lives within me environmental racism, economic racism, criminal justice racism, health care racism. And racism or crime or poverty ended on my watch. But in our city, that what Trump is doing through his racism, systemic racism has touched every part of American life. And segregation and the institutional racism we see now. President Trump is pursuing a re-election strategy based in part 
on racial division. We'll also sign into law Sheila Jackson Lee's reparations bill. Yeah, so reparations. Conversation yeah. Too long in this country to have. If you did the math of the 40 acres and a mule, given that there was four to five million slaves at the end of, of, of the Civil War, they're fortified, and they were all promised 40 acres and a mule for every family of four. If you did the math today, it would be trillions of dollars. A white wealth gap in America. Racial issues. The racial divide lives within me. $50 billion into historically black colleges and universities. Close the black-white wealth gap in America. Systemic racism has touched every part of American life. If you walk into an emergency room and you are black, your reports of pain will be taken less seriously. If you apply for a job and you are black, you are less likely to be called just because of the name on the resume. Majority of domestic terrorism cases this year have been motivated by white supremacy. In fact, the alleged shooter in this weekend's attack in Gilroy, California, referenced a well-known white supremacist on social media. How are you going to combat the rise of white supremacy? We need to call out white supremacy for what it is, domestic terrorism. It's why I've proposed that we do everything from investing in historically redlined neighborhoods Mayor. to build black wealth in homeownership to supporting entrepreneurship Thank you, for black Thank Americans. you very much. We need to recognize that when it comes to the economic gap between blacks and whites in America, it does come from a great injustice that has never been dealt with. Never. 73% of African Americans are in favor of cash payments to black Americans cash. who are descendants of slaves. How do you respond to them? The wealth that we have built, the way we became the greatest country on the face of the planet, was literally on the backs of those who were kidnapped and brought here by force. <laughs> the legacy of slavery and segregation and Jim Crow and suppression is alive and well in every aspect of the economy and in the country today. It was 250 years of slavery, followed by another 100, 100 years of domestic terrorism. Mm. How are you going to combat the rise of white supremacy? Race, racism, racism, racial, racism, 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 and racism, 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 segregation on racial division, racial issues and racial divide of slaves, slavery, slavery, white supremacy. I have never seen a gathering of stupid white people. That's that's exhausting. Such as that, man. I mean, have you ever heard as many people that hate themselves as these morons? They're oxygen thieves, man. There is never going to be any reparations. And if you think there are, you can kiss my ass. It's not going to well, happen. Well, I want to, you know, I, I want to, and you know, I want to, I want to hear from a steel worker of the sixties and seventies that they right. built this country. Uh, what about yeah. that? What about that? You know, okay, uh, the the country was built on the backs of slaves. What is our country built on sheets and other things made out of cotton? And what the South had to offer to the Union, you know, it was all cloth, man. That, that's it. You know, there weren't slaves that made the steel, you know, and made the the concrete and everything. It's ridiculous. And, you know, what's ridiculous, too, is, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's history. It's history that we have to remember. But, you know, what you have to keep reminding yourself of history, but you don't have to beat yourself up because of history. And you have to also remind yourself that it was 1,000% Democrats and Whigs. Which Whigs, ladies and gentlemen, are rhinos. The Whig party was the same as Pat Toomey that is still hanging tough with the Chamber of Commerce. 
It's the Whigs and the Democrats that did this, not the Republicans. The Republicans broke away in South Park in the United States, in Pennsylvania and in Wisconsin, and they started a party that ended slavery. The bill has been paid with every Union soldier that perished in the Civil War. And you need to shut the hell up about this reparations because it's not going to happen. It's violently not going to happen. Nobody is going to pay that. Maybe these people on the stage want to, but it's perfectly clear they hate themselves. How else could you explain it, Sal? I mean, really? You owe all this uh, billions? Or What'd she say? Uh, it's nice. I've got even, pe- we've got people yeah, I, in our families that fought in the Civil War. Whether right. We, and, good. You know, not everyone was for slavery. Not everyone, you know, that's why people escaped to the North. Uh, that's right. They didn't agree with that. Not one bit. The whole thing's nuts. All right, let's let's uh, let's let's take a break and understand who's paying attention. Yo, president is watching. America is watching. But more important, Godfather. That's me. Watch. Looking for an alternative place to find news and opinion? How about conversing with fellow patriots? Join us Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for Cold War Radio. You will find it at www.spreaker.com or in the Spreaker app. Search for Cold War Radio and you will find it. Since I've been listening, I have met some terrific patriots and learn quite a lot about current events that the mainstream media will never tell you. Please come and join us. Be inspired. You will feel right at home in our speaker chat room. Would you like to voice your patriotism without the threat of being censored or shadow banned? Would you like to contribute to wounded veterans but don't know how? Would you like to communicate with like-minded conservatives without being trolled? If you answered yes, then Red Elephant, rdelephant.com, is for you. Red Elephant is the new social media platform that will not censor or shadow ban you, and a portion of your sign-up fee goes directly to the Wounded Warriors Project, rdelephant.com. The very First Amendment in the Constitution of the United States of America gives us the freedom to express our opinions and ideas in many ways. Speech can be weak, speech can be strong. Speech can be words, speech can be song. Speech can breed love, speech can breed hate. Speech can be poor, speech can be great. There are so many things that speech can be, but above all else, speech must be free. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, McCormick Foundation, and this station. One American News Network. 
your leading source for the latest breaking national and international news. With nearly four times as many headlines as the other networks. Straight news, no speculation, no opinion, just the facts. Complete coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. One American News Network, your source for credible news. back into it, Sal. Uh, let's talk about, uh, please talk to the audience a little bit about uh, this McConnell budget deal. I mean, it's going to rule the rest of Trump's presidency. Uh, it's something that he's already saying, uh, please Republicans hold your nose and vote for this. Uh, this is going to hurt the president, man, with a lot of people in his base. It really is. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, and to the discredit of the media, have have we really heard a lot about this? Not at all. We haven't. Not, not, we haven't not, heard not, anything. Not unless you, not unless you listen to Cold War Radio, right? Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about an article that was written in Conservative Review, and this article was written a few uh, weeks ago, and I'm surprised it just hasn't gotten a little bit more uh, light that, than uh, than it should. And let's just talk about, you know, what what we're going to, you know, be, be dealing with possibly here and on to 2020. Uh, Senate Republicans are now praying that President Trump accepts the deal that they cut with the House Democrats to destroy Trump's presidency and every leverage, any leverage he will ever have, not just on spending, but on, por- on important policy issues such as immigration and abortion funding. Now is the time for conservatives not to just pray, but to demand that the president reject the deal and simply call for continuing resolution to keep fighting for spending cuts and the proper policy writers in the fiscal year 2020 budget. So Hutch, you know, what they're saying there is that, you know, it sounds like the rhinos are making sure that their tuchuses are covered. And that's what they always do. And the Democrats are, are getting what they want. And, and what he's talking about, ladies and gentlemen, the and and this is a classic battle between the fake flavors of the Uniparty. And when I say that, uh, I mean the the Democrats and the Republicans. Uh, the Republicans are going to mask this, and they have already, by saying national defense, national defense, national defense, national defense. But they allow their best friends in the Democrat Party, and make no mistake about it, Mitch McConnell and the Democrats are in love with each other. They all are. It's all BS. They made a rule several decades ago that every time the Republicans want to spend money on the military John McCain industrial complex, now Lindsey Graham, that they have to spend an equal amount on spending in the domestic area, which is giving Christmas presents to Democrats in the form of tax money. 
yeah to to fund their to fund the things that they're in love with which is abortion and immigration everything and, to make them control your life from the minute you're born to the minute you die or the minute that you're not born the minute right. that or right yeah. the minute you're murdered right so let, let's continue on. Thanks to one policy success conservatives secured in the past decade, spending will automatically go down by $35 billion on October 1 when the budget cap kicks in. And by another $89 billion, it sounds like we're talking about this as nothing, but it's, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. On January 1, when sequestration takes effect, yet from day one of budget negotiations, there was no disagreement between GOP leaders and Nancy Pelosi. They both agreed on conditionally, unconditionally raising the debt ceiling for two years and busting the budget caps for not just this year, but next year as well for a total of over $300 billion more in spending. Jeez, oh you know, man. You know, th- this makes me think that Mitch McConnell ought to be right up there on the gallows with James Comey, man. I mean, this is, this is so un-American and so... See, the thing, ladies and gentlemen, what everybody needs to realize, we're running out of time, and I knew this was going to happen, Sal. Uh, You originally sent me two articles. I pared it down to one because I know how to do this. And, I mean, these people are allied against us. 67 million people voted against Mitch McConnell and for President Trump. And these people that are still in the deep state, in the Republican Party, uh, are worthless. And, and I mean, it's unbelievable that they haven't got the message. They have the message. Well, They're just well, trying just, to run out the clock. But let's just go a little bit further, because this is what you really haven't heard in the mainstream media from almost anyone. All right, do it, do it fast. We are now spending 18% more than in Obama's final year and more than during the Great Recession, even though this is a time of economic prosperity. We know that won't last forever. It's a black market and embarrassment to this party. But rather than applying the brakes to the runaway train, they are seeking to disable the brakes. They believe that the debt limit, not the debt itself, is the problem. Yep. And so they have agreed to... An unconditional debt ceiling suspension for two years with absolutely no spending cuts. That's ridiculous. It's sick. On top of that, and it's gonna bust- it's gonna it's gonna draw it's gonna create divisions in the Republican Party that might not be repairable. Right. We might lose the election. Yeah, well let's get the let's get to the end of this because we can finish this at on top Good. of that, they would bust through the budget caps for the next two years. And beyond the current levels for a price tag that will likely be north of $300 billion. And that's a third of a trillion. That's a heck of a lot of money. The article goes on to say that Trump needs to announce that he will veto this bill. He needs to announce his red lines, both on spending levels and border policy, and that he will be willing to sign a clean continuing resolution to fund the government while the debate continues, but will not sign a long-term Bill, hey, look, he said, he said the last failure. time, he said the last time that that was the last one. President Trump, I know you have people listening to this show. If you do this, you're going to be weakened. So, if, so you, really, if you don't stand up to what you already said the last time that you bailed out 
on us and went with Paul Ryan, if you remember the spending, the last spending bill, if you do this to us again, you're going to have problems, man. I'm telling you. You're going to have problems within our ranks. And I'm going to be one of your problems, probably. Yeah, and, you know, this is this it's very easy to spend someone else's money hutch and and that's exactly what they're doing here and it's it all this other noise is going on and you know we're talking about these democratic debates here and not any one of them I, i'm going to guess is going to address this issue which no. is a which is a huge issue which affects every single america american and every single american taxpayer whether you pay taxes or not, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect your tax refund. It's going to affect uh, the price of services that your your government provides to us. You know, there are some basic services that are, are, are provided. Uh, it's going to affect funding to things. It's, it's a really big issue that people need to be talking about it more. And, you know, kudos to Conservative Review to writing, writing articles like this that need to be written and hopefully – we start picking up and a little more, bit more, more importantly, more importantly need to be read uh, and understood. But uh, anyway, good reporting. Uh, final uh, report, Chinese forces gathering at Hong Kong border and White House officials are monitoring the escalation. I know a lot of Americans don't really uh, intimately understand what's going on. Hong Kong is on mainland China. They're getting, it, ready to flex special, their, they're getting ready to flex their muscles. It's a, Yeah, but they don't have that many muscles. I mean, it, it's an uh, administrative area that resides on the Chinese mainland, on the coast, and is protected by treaties, but that's all. Uh, we're going to be watching this. It's different than Taiwan. Taiwan is autonomous in an island off the Chinese mainland, Hong Kong is on the Chinese mainland, and God bless them and God protect them uh, as this goes forward. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you've been listening to Cold War Radio. Uh, Sal, final comments, and how can people get in touch with you, sir? Find me on Twitter at Sal. At CWR, I'll spell that out for you. S A L A T C W R, and that's at Twitter. Final thoughts, Hutch. Great show, really fantastic that you had Kim on today. It's really fantastic to hear someone shedding the light on a real issue, and also possibly changing the community. Absolutely, and thank you to Mona Salama doing a great job out of New York. Cold War Radio's communication director is in the. In the middle of it, baby, and she does a great job. Absolutely. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. on Twitter and everywhere else. Hope you enjoyed the program. Go to SteelCityResistance.com, become a Cold War Radio patron. Throw a couple dollars in the tip jar. Takes us a while to get these shows rolling. Go to RSBNMusic.Bandcamp.com and please support Jacob Seals the producer and performer of this outstanding soundtrack, The American Dreamer. I love this music, man. This is the music we used to wait for the Trump rallies. We'd hear this. Go to freemusicarchive.org and madisonrising.com. Support them as well. 
Thanks to everybody that called in, everybody that's listening to the program. Midweek, ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm not sure if we're going to be back Friday or not. Plan like we will, but I might not be. I don't know yet. I'm not sure. We've got some internal extravaganzas going on inside the program, but uh, you know damn well I'm a leader and I'm going to fix it. And at the end of the day, Cold War Radio is going to be stronger than it ever was, with or without. Again, I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. God bless.